Well, good evening to you, and hopefully you've had a good day and uh, enjoyed the weather. Boy, it's been pretty this weekend, and uh, uh, much to be thankful about tonight. And uh, actually, this is this is my favorite month of the year. I won't tell you why. Um, I know it's his favorite month of the year too, and uh, he'll he'll tell you why though, because uh, he's getting ready to be four score. And, uh, um, yeah, I know you don't know what four score is, but we'll, we'll tell you after the services what four score means. But, uh, uh, all great people were born in the month of November. And, uh, uh so, uh, ain't that right, brother? You're supposed to back me up on that. You ain't even listening. Uh, <clears throat> but, um. Four score, and uh, we'll stop there. Uh, that's, uh, but uh, <clears throat> this is uh, a month that uh, we set aside, and we always set it aside. It's kind of like now we go from October, we go from the Halloween deal, and we go to Christmas, and we're already, and we forget the things that uh, were part uh, of, of my, at least my life growing up, um, and what I remember um, as a child growing up what Thanksgiving was about, and it wasn't about toys. Uh, it was about food. I'm not going to lie. We did eat food. We, we didn't watch much football um, up, in the, up in the holler of Lee County when we were up there. Uh, we didn't have much uh, to, to do there. It was just uh, <clears throat> a time to um, uh, gather around and enjoy our family and uh, uh, be thankful uh, for the things that we had got throughout the, the year. And uh, I think that uh, one of the things that, uh, if, if there's anything that I can say that, you know, Brother Brad's message was good this morning, and uh, uh, I heard Jimmy, I, I paid attention to uh, what he was saying in his prayer, and giving thanks uh, to to God, and uh, we're, we're just an unthankful people, and I think we live in a, and <clears throat> trying to be thankful in, in unthankful times, if I could put it that way, and uh uh, let's turn to First Timothy, and we'll uh, <clears throat> we'll read a few verses, and I've got a few things to say, and I've got a little bit of time uh, to say them. And uh, uh, Pastor said, "Preach like it's your last time preaching." Um, so uh, we'll uh, we'll see we'll see how that goes. Um, but <clears throat> in the book of First Timothy. Um, Paul, of course, is instructing Timothy, and he writes his letter to Timothy here, and he provides uh, insight on church order and qualifications uh, of those that uh, are in the church, the believer's walk. Uh, he talks about the believer's work and warnings for the last days. But one of the things that I think he brings out more than anything is giving God thanks and being thankful to God for the things that uh, he's been been able to do, and you'll see that. Um, let's read one verse here in First uh, Timothy, uh, <clears throat> chapter one, verse twelve. And he said, "I thank Christ <clears throat> Jesus our Lord, who hath enabled me, for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry." Father, we love you tonight. We thank you for your word. It's what helps us to grow. It's uh, Lord, what gives us confidence. 
uh, in a day, Lord, that uh, it's, it's hard to, to be confident in things. Uh, Lord, it's what uh, helps us to be thankful in, in times that uh, it's hard to be thankful. And, uh, but God, we know that you love us, and uh, we're, we're thankful that you loved us first and uh, when we were unlovable. Now, help me tonight to speak what you would uh, have these folks to hear. And, uh, Lord, take away anything that doesn't need to be said. We love you, and uh, we're grateful for salvation tonight. It's in your precious son's name I make my prayer. Amen. The first thing that he says in verse 12 is, I thank Christ. And uh, he, uh, he thanks Christ Jesus who enabled him. And you ever thank Christ tonight for just enabling you to... Uh, be be born to be able to hear the gospel, be able to uh, tell somebody else about the gospel, to be able to enable you to come to a church that where you can hear the gospel preached, where you can be around others that love the Lord Jesus Christ, because He counted Him faithful in those things, putting Him in the ministry. Uh, Paul is thankful that he was enabled and. You know, I, I thank God for enabling me to be able to speak uh, and be able to talk. When I was in school, I, I was much like Moses that says that he couldn't, you know, that he couldn't uh, say anything. I still can't speak that good, but uh, at the end of the day, I think God has uh, given me the opportunity to not uh, be ashamed of, of, of saying that I love him tonight and uh, being able to say that he saved my soul tonight, being able to... Uh, lead a few people to the Lord Jesus Christ, being able to give them the gospel, being able to do those things uh, uh, and enabling that I wouldn't have had had it not been for the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. He's deserving of all praise, honor, and glory tonight for enabling me to be what I am. And it may not be much to you, but I know in the sight of God that he's pleased with those things when I'm faithful unto him. I'm faithful that he put me in the ministry tonight. And we all have a ministry uh, that we have to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. You may not think your ministry is that important, but God enabled you each and every one of you tonight, to do something. If you're saved tonight and you have been through the baptismal waters and you've heard preaching from up here and you've heard teaching, God has enabled you to do something in the ministry of serving Him as your Lord and Savior tonight. And Paul was telling young Timothy uh, that. You know, Paul is the same man that penned, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. He's the same one that penned, but my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. Paul knew all those things, but he was still thanking God. There shouldn't ever be a point in your life where you don't thank God for enabling you to do what you do. You ought to thank God each and every day of your life. You can't have enough thanks in your heart for what God has done for you. If he never done anything but save you uh, this evening, you can't thank God enough for doing that one thing in your life. God's done a lot uh, uh, for us that sit here, and we gripe, we moan, we fuss, we complain, we, uh, we, we find a reason not to do it. But God's enabled you to do it. You're the one that found a reason not to do it. Uh, God enables you to do some things. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm no singer, but, I, uh, but you know what? I get up there in the choir because God's enabled me. I, I'm able to walk up there and get in that pew and sing for the glory of God. Now, I can't sing. I don't know any music. I can't read any of it. But you know what? God says, make a joyful noise unto him. 
And that's what we're to do. And we're to read uh, the, the scripture. I, I'm not a highly educated man. I went to school and, and done a, a few things. And by the grace of God, God got me through some of those things. But you know what? He enabled me to study his word. He enabled me to read. He enabled me to pray and get down on my knees and, and do some of those things that I should have done. And we ought to thank God that we're enabled to do it. But we find reasons not to do it. Paul's instructing Timothy uh, in, in these things. He said, I thank my God that he's enabled me to do something. There may come a time in your life that you don't have the ability to do some of those things. And boy, you, it'd be a shame to look back on it and say, man, I had all the opportunity that was there. But I didn't take advantage of the opportunity that God gave me. Shame on us for not doing those things that God has enabled us to do. A personal witness and thankfulness for where uh, Paul has come from in his life. And you go back over into the book of Acts and you look in chapter 26 and uh, he regurgitates to King Agrippa all the things that he had done, where he had come from in his life and that he was the cheapest of sinners and he was the one that was out persecuting the Christians and, and, the, and the believers in Christ and he was the one helping putting them to death, but he gave an account of what God had done and how God had enabled him when he found him there on the, uh, the road to Damascus and he took the scales away from his eyes and opened up his heart to show him that he had to go unto the Gentile nations and save a people that needed the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank God that God enabled him to do those things and he did not uh, shove it to the side and put it on the back shelf. He said, I'm going to do what God has enabled me to do. And we as Christians uh, sometimes don't take uh, the cues that we need in those things to do it and being thankful for that. You know, uh, we made mention of it tonight when we was talking up here in the... Uh, <clears throat> up here in the choir loft. Our Lord is a Lord of order. And when we get things out of order, it causes confusion. And, and, and confusion is there. You know, when you have a thankful heart unto God, you're, that, that's the first piece of the puzzle. Being thankful to God for what he's done for you. Just being thankful for things. It, it, it helps everything at, at, at home too. It'll help you in your marriage. It'll help you with your kids when you're just thankful for the things besides griping and fussing about some of the things. Just be thankful. Be a thankful people. Uh, and uh, uh, that'll help you go a long way and uh, it, it helps to keep things in order. 1 Corinthians 14.40 Let all things be done decently and in order. God likes some order in your life. 1 Corinthians 14.33, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. Being first of all thankful that Jesus Christ is your Savior tonight. I would encourage you to just be thankful for that one thing tonight. If you're not thankful for anything, you heard anything, and you may not want to listen to me tonight, you're ready to go home and, and, and put on your uh, uh, sweatpants and kick back and relax and do that. But you can be thankful tonight that God saved your unworthy soul. Secondly, Paul goes to chapter 2, if you'll flip over and look at verse 1. <clears throat> He said, I exhort thee. Now, he's talking to Timothy. He's telling young Timothy. And, I, and I'm just going to say this, too. Uh, you know, Paul, he worked with Timothy, and, and, and I, I feel like I've been uh, the pastor's Timothy for a while. Jimmy, I'm sure you felt like that. I'm sure that there's others that felt like But, you know, there comes a time when you don't need to be a Timothy anymore. You need to grow up and quit having to be pampered and, and, and uh, pushed on the things that you need to be doing as a Christian. 
You, you need to grow and, and, and grow in maturity for the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, somebody that's just been saved, the pastor ought not have to come and tell you, uh, or he comes and tells you those things, but if you've been saved for a while, he ought not to have to pamper you along and bring you along like some little child all the time and tell you the things that you need to be doing. You need to be doing what you need to be doing as a Christian. God's called us uh, to be mature. And we get in these little spats. We get in these little, uh, somebody said this, somebody done that. We're in this, we're in that. Uh, God, that's out of order, folks. And that's not order in the church. And God doesn't, God's not pleased with that. And what that does is that hinders the entire church. And that's a stumbling block to those that are around you. It's wrong. And we ought to grow. We ought not be a Timothy all the time. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm past the point where he don't need to come to my house and tell me that I need to be in church on Sunday night, that I need to be in church on Wednesday night, that I need to be out trying to win somebody to the, to the Lord, that I need to be involved in something in church. If we've been in church long enough, you ought to know those things. You, God ought to convicted you of those things, and you ought to have enough conscience and love for the Lord for what he's done for you and be thankful for what he's done for you to be here and be faithful. So he goes to verse 1 over in chapter 2, and he says some other things here about things. He says, I exhort, <clears throat> therefore, that first of all, supplication, prayers, and intercessions, and giving of thanks... Be made for who? All men. Be made for all men. Not some, but all. It doesn't matter. And now Brad preached on this this morning, and I thought he'd done a good job. And boy, that's a hard subject to preach on, what he preached on this morning. A lot of people ain't got backbone to, to get up here and say some of the things that he said to a Sunday morning crowd. It's easy to say it to a Sunday night crowd because we all, I think, pretty much believe that way. But there's some in the crowd probably this morning didn't didn't agree with what he had to say. But he preached it. And but it doesn't matter if they're good, they're bad, they're ugly, they're handsome, they're pretty, they're quiet, they're loud, they're small, they're big, they're short, tall, black, or white. Why? Because in verse 3 he says, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. We're to give thanks for all men, for all the things that are there. Now, boy, it's hard to give thanks for some of the things that are out there today. It's hard to give thanks for the people that, make it, that are making decisions up above us that affect us on a daily basis. It's hard, but we're to give thanks for that. You're to give thanks in the bad times. You're to give thanks in the good times. We're to give thanks for those that we don't like, for those that cross our paths that uh, cut us in a way that we don't like. And God says it's good and acceptable in the sight of, of God our Savior. And the Bible says that uh, how can we love God whom we've not seen when we, when we can't love the man who we have seen? And we need to learn to love those that are around us. Now, that doesn't mean we accept what they do, but we do give thanks for it because it's acceptable unto God in giving thanks for it. We're taught to pray for those that despitefully use us. If our enemy hunger, he said it this morning, we give him bread to eat. Being thankful for all men, regardless of the situation, knowing that in many cases the trying of our faith worketh patience. And God is trying our faith sometimes to see where we're going to pop out on the other side of those things. 
And Jesus is the greatest example in Scripture that we can look at uh, from the Gospels of how we give thanks for our fellow man. He prayed for them. Father, they know not what they do when they were crucifying him on the cross, when they were uh, plucking his beard uh, from his face, when they were putting the crown of thorns on his head, when they were piercing his sides and doing those things that they were doing to my Savior who bled and died for my sins, that, that he was giving thanks for those things. He said it this morning in his message. He said, he who is without sin, what? Cast the first stone. There's none of us that are without sin in here tonight. We esteem, we're supposed to esteem others better than ourselves. I think Brother Grady said it, or, or at least one of the, the, have said it in the last couple of weeks, one of the, pride. We're, we're a prideful people. And, and, and it's the slogan of, of those that are prideful. But pride, <clears throat> pride go with, uh, a haughty spirit go before the fall, and pride, uh, I can't even quote it now, destruction and a haughty spirit before the fall. And we have pride in our hearts and in our minds. And we don't esteem others better than ourselves. And if there's one thing that God cut my legs out from under me real early in my Christian life is I wasn't as good as I thought I was. I wasn't as smart as I thought I was. I haven't grown into that person that I need to be. I need to continue to grow. That one around me needs me. Those kids need me. There was a little girl back there this morning. Just broke my heart to see her sitting back there. Put your arm around somebody you don't know and hug them and tell them that you love them and you're glad that they're there. It, was, it, it, it just drives me crazy when I see this. You can just throw me out of the church after. When I see people that have never been in our congregation before and we can't wrap our arms around them and tell them that we're glad that you're here tonight and, and, and hope to see you again, put your arms around. It doesn't matter if you know them or not. God loves them. They have a soul and they're going to spend an eternity somewhere. It really bothers me. And that's the kind of church that I want to be part of. I think that's what God is pleased with when we love others. Regardless, I tell everybody every, every time they ask me, uh, and, and they, they, they say, where do you go to church? I go to Landmark Baptist. We're the church on the other side of the tracks. And I'm proud of it. I'm proud to be on the other. I don't want to be on that side of the tracks. I may live on that side of the tracks. It's just because I had to. Kim forced me to go over there. No, she didn't. I did live on this side of the tracks, way on the other side of the tracks, about 15 miles from, uh, from here. But at the end of the day, I'm glad. I, I, I appreciate who we service and those that God tells us to, to uh, uh, service the needy, those that are in need, those that need the Lord Jesus Christ. Those are the ones normally that you can count on. And lastly, he mentions giving thanks for the things that we receive in this life. Look at chapter 4, if you would. He's talking about uh, the dangers of false teachers here, but he drops down into verse 3, and he talks about forbidding to marry, talking about those things that... Uh, <clears throat> Doctrines that uh, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and all those that uh, we're talking about, but forbidding to marry and commandments to abstain from meats, which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. 
God hath created the things to be received with thanksgiving. The things that you've got, the things that you get. Um, and oftentimes I find myself from a personal standpoint and perspective not being thankful for the little things in life that I'm able to have. The people around me. And I'm thankful tonight for you. I'm, I may have made you mad. I don't know. But I'm preaching to myself too uh, most of the time when I say a lot of these things. But <clears throat> thankful for you. Each and every one of you as individuals for what you've done. You've done something uh, for me. I, I think I know practically everybody in the building and I try to speak to everybody that's in the building. I may not get to speak to a lot of you as much as I should and that's my fault and I take blame for it. But at the end of the day, being thankful for those things that God has given us because he says in verse 4, for every creature of God is good. And nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving, with God in mind. God wants us to receive those things uh, <clears throat> to, uh, for his honor and his glory, if it be received with thanksgiving. Being thankful for the things we have in life, the material wealth, that's, that's, just, that's just an add-on. Okay, having and the material things that are there, the situations and the circumstances that you go through. I can't understand what Mike Corman's going through tonight. I can't understand what Mike Daff's gone tonight. But we're to receive those things with thanksgiving and <clears throat> pray for those brethren and pray for those sisters in Christ that are going through those troubles because God wants us to receive those with thanksgiving. Everything is, is for His good. I don't know what the good is. It's hard. I'm sure that they, they search for the good in those things. But I know that the scripture tells me that it's for good. And it's for bringing honor and glory to God if it's done in the right way. And we give God the thanks for it. And give God the glory for it. Paul is definitely one who can give testimony to this based upon his experiences uh, in the book of Acts. His pers personal sufferings documented uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. He was shipwrecked. He was beaten. He was hungered. But he didn't say, <clears throat> he, he did come back and say, whatever state that I am, I'm in, I've learned so with to be what? Content. Paul had, had, had learned to be content in, in some of those things. And, and we, uh, society is so fast today. You go down, everywhere you go, everybody's in a hurry. Nobody's waiting on anything. Nobody can see nothing but me, 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 me. And it's not about you, you, you. It's about God. And it's about what he's done for us and stopping and being thankful for the things that God has done in your life. But he did say that, <clears throat> that he would... He had learned to be content in those things. Luke 12, 48. For unto whomsoever much is given, of him shall much be required. And to whom men have committed much, of him will they ask the more. God, you know, if you're willing to uh, stick your neck out, God's going to ask you to stick your neck out a little bit more. He, it, it doesn't, uh, I, I've seen that it, it happens at work. The good people... You can be the average Joe and get by, but the ones that work hard, it seems like they always want a little bit more out of you, don't they? Brian, I'm looking at you. I know, I know how hard you work. I know how hard some of you work. But you know what? That's a character trait. 
that's a, that's, a, that's a trait that comes from something within here that's from the Lord Jesus Christ. God gives you a desire to do something and do it right and do the best that you can because you know what? You're not serving them. You're serving Him. That's the difference. That's the difference in a Christian. And you can tell them when you're working around. You know who's just trying to beat around the bush and get by with things. But I can tell you probably nine out of ten of them what they are and whether they believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and then they put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ just by their work ethic and what they do. Be ye what? Doers of the word and not hearers only. And we hear a lot of things, but we don't do a lot of things. We hear a lot of preaching, but we don't apply a lot of preaching to the things that are out there. We hear, we hear great messages from this pulpit. In the last month and a half, two months, you have heard some of the best messages that you've heard in a long time. I can't, and what are they? I, psh, Kim can tell you. Uh, she's got a, she, she knows what they preached. <clears throat> but I've took some notes and 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 and. and applied some of them to my life we hear these things but they're no good to you if you don't apply them to your life folks you got to take pieces of these things and use them and be thankful for it because he said it in second timothy 3 2 last days look at the description of the people in in second timothy chapter 3 we we've heard this and it's been preached i remember the Probably the best message I've heard from this portion of Scripture was from Brother Guyler. He preached it one, uh, one night while he was here, when the uh, kids from Marietta were here. And he said, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Verse 2, For men shall be lovers of their own selves. That's pride right there. Brother uh, uh, Grady mentioned that uh, in his message when he was here the last time. Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. And what's the next one? Unthankful, unholy, and without natural affection as you go on there. We live in that generation today. The most unthankful group of people I've ever seen in my life. Unthankful for everything that's there. More and more, it's, it, it, it's never good enough. We live in, in an entitled generation. It's because I'm entitled to it, because I deserve it. You don't deserve anything. You, do, you deserve hell tonight, and you don't deserve the graces of our good Lord and Savior because He sent His only beloved Son to the cross in order that we could have life in Him and have life more abundantly. What you deserve is that. And you better be thankful tonight that He sent His Son who was without blemish, without spot, in order to pay the debt and the penalty for your sin tonight. You need to be thankful for that. Paul gives a message within this epistle that shows us how to be thankful. Thankful for Christ. Thankful for my fellow man. Thankful for the material things and the substance and the things that uh, allows me to live on a daily basis. We're going to look at a few scriptures and we're going to be done. Philippians 4, 6. These are your typical passages. I hope you'll have a thankful month. I hope you'll thank the Lord for November 23rd. That's my birthday. Um, I'm just kidding. Just, Just joking, just joking to break the mood. Uh, and that ain't my birthday anyway. <laughs> he says in verse 6, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, 
with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Thanksgiving, being thankful for what he's done for us. Colossians 4.2. Flip over a couple. You ought to have these underlined in your Bible. Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. Things that we ought to be doing today in our Christian fellowship one with another and looking for our blessed hope and Savior, <clears throat> the Lord Jesus Christ. And then flip over to Psalms, back in the Old Testament, 100, verse 4. A lot of turning, but good verses. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and to his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Throughout all this, and when Paul's talking to Timothy, he never, he never mentions himself. He focuses on the Lord Jesus Christ and others. Paul's not worried of it. He, he talks about it in other scriptures about the things that has befallen him and the things. But Paul's focus is never, come save me, come help me. Things are t- tough. Things are. Paul is focused on what God has done for him and what he can do for others. If we take our eyes off of ourselves sometimes, we can see the needs that are there. They're enormous around us, the needs are. They're enormous within our own families. We've got, I've got enough going on in my own backyard that I don't normally have to get over into somebody else's backyard and worry about what's going on. I've got, I've got enough problems there, and I don't have to talk about what's going on over in so-and-so's yard. But I can be thankful that God has allowed me to help minister and enabled me to have the answer to the problems that are there. I have the answer. Most of the time they won't listen. And it's just like <clears throat> you got to give them the truth. And the truth hurts sometimes. It does. It does hurt. And it, it can divide. It divides families. I know that it does. But we're instructed to do those things and do it in thanksgiving unto God. I had a quote that I had pulled up because I thought it was... a the best and I'm going to end with this one let me find it real quick it was from oh, well that ain't it that's how to put on an oil filter um, <clears throat> uh, we don't want to do that during this uh, Charles I had it up there it is <clears throat> from the uh, Prince of Preachers Charles Haddon Spurgeon he said I think that is better thing than thanksgiving is thanks living how is this to be done by general cheerfulness of manner by an obedience to the command of him by whose mercy we live by a perpetual constant delighting of ourselves in the Lord and by a submission of our desires to his will perpetual never ending being thankful to God for what he's done for you don't forget what God has done for you he saved our unworthy soul He saved us, but he saved us to use us. And and God wants to use each and every, he's enabled each and every one of us to do something. We can do something for the Lord Jesus Christ. And Christ expects us to do something for him. I would encourage you tonight to be thankful for all that God has done for you. Now, if you're sitting in here and you're not saved tonight, you may not understand everything, but you can be... You can be thankful that you've heard a message tonight and you can be thankful that God's giving you an opportunity to come down here and get saved tonight. 
if you never <clears throat> accepted the Lord as your Savior. You can be thankful that you heard the gospel and you're going to gain heaven and miss hell tonight if you receive his free gift. I encourage every one of us to remember, don't forget what this month truly brings. And not just this month. I know we set aside this month, of, but be thankful. Be a thankful people every day of what we have, of the church that we have, of the people that we have here, and the fellowship that we have here. It is, It, it goes beyond what you really... <laughs> I, I, I don't want to know what it's like. So I don't want to know. I don't want God to put me through that. And you don't want God to put you through that. You think that you want some things in your life, but I tell you, you better be thankful for what you've got here and now. And be thankful for all that God has given us as we stand to our feet. I'll let the pastor come and handle the invitation.